welcome to this week's But What Do I Know with me, Kevin Beckfar. Um, this week is a public service announcement that goes out to clients all around the world. Um, well, <clears throat> right now I want to just educate clients that are coming in, maybe if you've never been tattooed, even if you've been tattooed before, but maybe you've been doing it the wrong way on booking appointments or anything. So, uh... We're going to start with, you know, clients picking their artist. First off, first off, first off, first off. Uh, I want to know how everyone's week was. So you just message me maybe to something, some interaction, you know. Um, I do want to thank everyone. We have over a thousand views on the podcast. I say we, but that's like me, Randy Randerson, and James Mullen, because there's only really been three. Uh, I was going to have a guest, it's just a time difference from east to west coast today was a little tough, so I'm just going to, I'm going to fly solo, Han Solo on this one, so uh, hope you enjoy this episode, I feel it's going to be pretty educated, but, but what do I know? So, uh, yeah, anywho, <clears throat> picking an artist, and what to consider when you are picking your artist, now I, I really would love for other tattoo artists to share this on their page just so, you know, clients will listen to it, just so it helps helps us all in this industry. So, uh, first to consider when you're picking an artist is, uh, stylistically, what are you looking for in a tattoo? Like, are you looking for realism? Are you looking for super custom? Are you looking for new school, neo-traditional, traditional, tribal, Polynesian, uh, black work, you know, any of that, biomechanical, Make sure you are looking at portfolios. Don't go into a shop and expect everyone does the same style, you know. Go in to shops, look at portfolios, look on Instagram portfolios. If you're in the town of, say, Temecula, California, you say hashtag Temecula Tattoo Temecula, you know, and you'll be able to find some artists even on there, Temecula Tattoo Artist or any of that, like, um... But look at portfolios, and I'm not saying look at, you know, their first five pictures. I'm saying look at their first hundred pictures. If you like what you see, 90% of it, not even, say, the subject matter, you like, you know, pretty much that it's clean tattoo and it's what you're looking for stylistically, then that's probably the artist you should approach. Not a traditional artist for a realism piece, not a realism artist for a traditional piece, unless they kind of do all of it, you know, but... Um, Quality is everything, uh, and patience. Patience is very, very, very big in this industry. Um, I've, you know, had consults with clients. They honestly just didn't want to wait a month or so, so they went to someone cheaper and quicker, and I promise you that did not work out for the longevity of their tattoo. But, hey, to each their own. I realize some people just don't want to spend the money. This is not a cheap you know, thing to get on a cheap product anyway, it's, it costs money, but this is on you forever, 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 anywho, that's super important, because quality is, you know, I, I know plenty of people that, like, judge people on their tattoos, people will be like, oh, that girl, that girl over there, she would be hot if she didn't have those bad tattoos on her. And this is just a true story. Where that dude, yeah, he just looks trashy with those bad tattoos all over him, you know? This is a thing. Hey, I'm one who has trashy tattoos all over him. 
Learn from me. You know, I was young once, you know, it was 15 years ago practicing on myself and getting just bad tattoos, you know, because good tattoos weren't really, or were far and few between back then. But uh, nowadays we're spoiled with good tattooers everywhere, all over the world. If you don't think there's one in your state, you're wrong. Do your research. There's definitely going to be a good tattooer around you. So even if you have to wait three months, you waited 18 plus years. What the fuck's the difference? Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, now, that is, you know, when you're considering a tattoo and what artist you think you should pick. Now, to book an appointment, do not send your mom in the shop to book your damn appointment. Do not have your girlfriend call and book your appointment. We want to talk one-on-one -on -one with the clients so we're on the same page. So, if emailing, do not start off with, Hey, yo, how much for a tattoo? Or like, uh, you know, I would like a tattoo. Be thorough. Be like, you know, it's hard for us to even to get to a lot of messages because we have busy lives, not just tattooing outside with our families and all that. Uh, so please, you know, send a paragraph, you know, talking about what you want and stuff like uh, and when you're looking to get it and color, black and gray. Just be really thorough in that email. Not just I would like a tattoo. How much? How much per tattoo? What's your pricing? Like, hey, everyone's pricing is different. And also, when you're considering pricing, when someone says 150 an hour, like, yeah, it's too much. Okay, well, did you consider how fast are you? Like, are you a fast tattooer? Are you a slower tattooer? Because 150 an hour with a fast tattooer works just as much as someone 100 an hour who's a little slower. As long as the quality is there, it shouldn't matter. Okay, like, there's too many people getting tattooed, in my opinion, that really... Shouldn't be because they don't have the money set aside for it, so they're cheaping it out. I mean, just wait. Wait an extra three weeks. Wait an extra paycheck. Then you can get an even better tattoo. It's not that hard to wait a little bit. So, be thorough with your emails. And also, I think it's best bet to set up a consultation. Consultations, you get to meet the artist. Because maybe when you have a consult, you could be like, yeah, that artist wasn't for me. Or be that, you know, maybe what the client wants isn't what I'm willing to tattoo because it's not really my style. I think that's the best one-on-one -on -one is to set up a consultation. It's, I know and hard for people that, you know, live far away and they're booking, say, from out of state. Like, I just had someone drive four hours for a consultation the other day. I was like, this probably could have been discussed online, but, hey, I appreciate them coming in. I know exactly where their tattoo's going. I know their, it sounds weird, their skin tone. I mean, because their skin tone really does effect i've had times where i you know i was setting up for this you know, bright piece bright color piece and they come in and you know they're black that's cool I'll tattoo you are black that's fine but however i can't put these colors in your skin it's just not going to work so it's good for us to know the canvas we're working on you know so we're prepared better um expect to leave a deposit at your consult or if you can't do a consult paypal you know any of those you know, online ways to pay. There's plenty of them, so no excuse there. Um, you know, now about the deposits. Let's talk about that for a second. There's been a lot of debates online, and you know, what should should we refund them if it was you know within seven days? Blah blah blah. Um, me personally, I think it's non-refundable. Any deposit you send is non-refundable. However, I'm not going to say you're going to lose your deposit if you have to cancel or reschedule. I will carry that you know, deposit on to your next appointment. I think, you know, that's fair. 
we spent the time drawing it. If you're just going to cancel the cancel, well, you just paid for my drawing that I just did. You know, you spent the time away from my family to get that ready. And I feel most artists would totally agree with me that, you know, we spend a lot of time preparing for these tattoos. Some not so much, but there's others that really do. And uh, I think our time's valuable, you know, so definitely no refunds on the deposit. And I know people send two, $300 deposits, $500 deposits. Well, you're not getting it back. You will get it on your tattoo. I'm not going to say I'm not going to tattoo you and use that deposit, but you sent a deposit. You knew it was non-refundable. So I don't think there should be these little gray area, fine line. I think it's just black and white, boom, deposit, non-refundable. Unless you want to reschedule, I'll carry it over. But sometimes people won't even carry it over. Say it's a convention. I had my buddy Jesse Panette was, he got canceled on for a convention coming up. Now that's hard. So we're spending two grand plus just to get to a place with hotel, you know, sometimes rental car, uh, the flight and everything, if not gas and the booth rental, all that stuff. It really, it really applies. So before we even sit down and do our first tattoo, we're 2000 plus in debt, you know, so you got to realize you cancel an appointment. You're not going to get that deposit back and uh i know some artists including myself sometimes i don't even take deposits i mean i do if it's a big piece and all that but and i'm i'm bad i should take a deposit because i've been canceled on plenty of times or rescheduled things come up in life i understand that's why i'm not going to steal your money i'm going to say hey well when you want to get your tattoo this deposit will come you know be put towards it so i think that's a big thing deposits definitely you know, help secure the spot. I feel someone comes in, you know, Joe Jabroni comes in. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm looking to get a tattoo. You know, I'm a forearm. I want a freaking dagger with, uh, you know, blood shooting out of it. I don't know, something ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, you know, how much? You quote him, and you're like, all right, well, I require a deposit if you want to put $100 down. And he's like, mm, uh, um, yeah, I'll think about it, or, yeah, I'm gonna go to the bank, and they never show up. Well, they weren't serious about their tattoo. If you're not serious about putting just a deposit down, then what makes me think you're serious about actually showing up to your appointment? People that leave deposits are more likely to show up to their appointments, and we can't just be sitting around. I can't leave my family or anything just to come to work for nothing. Like, that's not cool. So, uh, deposits are a big thing when it comes to, you know, booking an appointment. And know that quality costs money. You're not going to get some dude who's not producing good work, you know, to charge you, I guess, you know, a thousand plus for a day. But you get someone who's renowned and good and guarantees their work and they're, you know, well known for their quality. It's going to cost you money. Now, people don't like that. They, I feel some people think we should all charge the same, but... That would be nice and all, wouldn't be so many undercutting shops, but that's just how any business works. There's always going to be an undercutting business, there's always going to be one that other shops talk shit about, which I'm guilty, I talk shit a lot. Honestly, I don't think I talk shit, I think I'm just literally telling you what I truly believe in my heart. If that's talking shit, then what is freedom of speech even about? But let's not get into that. Um... Now, preparing for your appointment after you dropped a deposit, you booked your appointment with the artist that fits you stylistically and sometimes mentally. If you don't bond with that person mentally, it's kind of hard. I've known tattoo artists didn't talk to their client for six-hour sessions at a time, didn't even talk to them. You know, that's if that's what you're into, that's cool. I like to interact with my clients and stuff. I like to crack some, some jokes, 
sometimes some dad jokes, you know, because those like to make me go, you know, get, get me laughing. And, uh, all right, so preparing for your tattoo appointment. All right, so this is a big thing. I feel a lot of people do not prepare for it. Um, maybe a little bit, but I'm talking like hydration, like that week of your tattoo appointment, just hydrate, you know. Make sure your skin is so much better when you are hydrated, and that makes our job easier. It makes you go through less pain and less time. So definitely hydrate. Stay out of the sun as much as possible or cover up sunblock. Just don't like when people come in and they have a little sunburn on their arm and they're trying to get tattooed. It's not that easy for either of us, so stay out of the sun. Hydrate. And then for me personally, I say take vitamins, like a one a day, just to boost your immune system. Helps for healing, helps for a lot, well, the process of the tattooing. I mean, if your immune system's strong as hell, then your tattoo's going to heal way better. Like, uh, if you're just super unhealthy and stuff, I feel people just don't heal, you know, as good. So I would say start taking one-a-days of some sort, even if it's just that week, be you know, before. Do it every day, and uh, it'll help your immune system a lot. Eat, a like, a solid meal right before your appointment, um, this helps a lot also by bringing snacks to keep your sugar up. Tattooing will lower your sugar and I tattoo, uh, you know, diabetics a lot and stuff and you just got to be careful. I mean, tattooing does take a toll on your body. If it's a small one, sometimes not so much, but if you're coming in for like a huge session, like it's going to lower your sugar. Uh, some people will even smoke weed during it and, uh, that lowers your sugar also. So then they'll go back to their tattoo and be like, whoa, lightheaded, you know, boom, pass out, hit floor, haha, <laughs> you know, um, so keep your sugar up. Definitely a big meal before, um, you know, this is all like the week prior, you know, up to your appointment. I think it's, it's very important just to take care of yourself, your skin, your body, because you're about to go through. I, you know, it's not really a minor surgery, but, you know, kind of. It's a skin wound you're about to put yourself through. So, you know, treat your body good so it makes it easier for your tattoo artist and makes it easier for you in healing. Um, another thing I highly suggest not to do is do not put that numbing ointment on an hour or two before your appointment that just makes your skin leather. It puts an extra layer very pretty much on it. I, for example, a couple weeks ago, I tattooed a guy. He told me while I was tattooing, I put it on. I was like, well, that's why I can't even throw a fucking line in this thing. I can't freaking do anything. Seems like anything I'm doing right now is just not going well. And then once it started wearing off and stuff, which it didn't even help him, but, it, you know, once it started wearing off and then it ended up being easier, well, I tattooed him again yesterday because I said, do not put that stuff on your skin, please. He didn't put it on, and what a difference. Like, it just flew in, the lines were just crisp, it was just, it went good. It was just a great session in comparison. Like, half the time I wasn't fighting with his skin, so I highly recommend do not use pre-procedure numbing stuff. If you're hurting during the tattoo, we can put some, you know, lidocaine on it, and that will help, like Bactine or um, Hush Butter, any of those, there's a ton of them now, so I would say definitely... Uh, let your artist take care of that stuff. Now, you got your tattoo, you know, and now you're just waiting for uh, for it to heal and stuff. Well, listen to your artist when they give you your aftercare. A lot of people don't. Some artists will just use Saniderm, which is that adhesive that you put onto the skin, like a, and it pretty much 
It's for burn victims also. It's been used in our industry probably, I don't know, maybe going on two years, maybe three, but Saniderm is awesome. Um, I use Ink Health. It's kind of the same thing, but it has a bandage in it also. Works great. Um, definitely recommend it. Some people, if they're allergic to adhesive, I always ask the clients first. If they do, if they are, I wouldn't recommend it at all. Now, if you're not going to use a... Um, you know, Saniderm or any of those fake skins, definitely, in my opinion, that's worked best for me, is I wrap it in plastic wrap. I know it's hard for the back or any of those flat, you know, limbs to do, like, arms and stuff. I wrap it in plastic wrap, you know, just saran wrap, and then without any ointment on it, and then take it off, wash it with Dial Gold antibacterial soap, and then wrap it again with plastic wrap, also not putting any ointment on it, taking it off again, you know, later in the day, and then, you know, washing it with Dial Gold antibacterial soap and wrapping it. I do this for the first two to three days, about three times a day, if possible. And uh, after that third day of doing that, my tattoos pretty much heal. Now I just have to use a light, light Aquaphor. And clients, please do not oversaturate your skin with Aquaphor. That's just going to, you know, attract dust and bacteria just to stick to your tattoo. It's a light coat like you were putting lotion in your skin and you don't see it. It shouldn't be super shiny. You shouldn't see any thickness on the skin of the ointment because it's just going to make it worse. You'll break out in acne. You'll break out, you know, just don't do it pretty much. And, um... Still take vitamins and all that. That's definitely important for the healing process also. And after you're done doing the wrap and the aquaphor, maybe use like a non-scented lotion. Non-scented is key. Make sure it's always non-scented with healing. They have other tattoo, you know, healing ointments and stuff they sell. I just say, you know, aquaphor works for me. It is petroleum-based. Some people will use cocoa butter or any of that stuff. But do that after the wound's done. Like after... It's not a fresh wound after the, you know, 48 hours plus, you know, maybe even three days of wrapping it, unwrapping method or the Saniderm, which you would keep on two to three days also, which if you do have Saniderm, just take it off in the shower. That's definitely going to be the easiest way to do it. Um, it just mention what your art, if, you know, every artist is different, they tattoo different, they know how their tattoos they do heal best. So what I'm saying may not apply for someone who, you know, who tattoos different or whatever. So just listen to your artists because they're the ones that guarantee their work usually. So please just listen to them. Do not, you know, go away from what they say and be like, yeah, I think I know a better way. Just listen to your artist. This is their profession. You would listen to your doctor after surgery on how to take care of stuff. So just listen to your tattoo artist. It's very important. But, um... I do suggest what I said. I mean, you can even talk about that with an artist, your next artist of what I said. Some some artists are like, no, you need it to air out, you know, or just dry heal. Hey, if that's what they say and that's what they want, you know, so be it. But I'm just saying this works best for what I've done, you know, and I don't have really many bad healing tattoos. Really, if they can't do what I said because of work, won't allow them to have plastic on their arm or leg then it sometimes gets fucked up, so, but yeah, that's a, that's a big thing, is the healing and, and everything, and I personally like, you know, when my clients message me how their tattoo is healing, you know, I'll usually message them, like, 
couple weeks later, hey, how's your tattoo healing? Send a pic, you know, because I really want to know. I want to know how it's healing, you know. I'm, it's my passion. I want to make sure it's a good tattoo. That's also my name on there that you're walking around the streets with. You know, people ask who did that, and it's healing like shit, and they go, oh, Kevin Beckfar did this. What a hack job, you know. But I want people to be like, oh, that's a good heel tattoo, you know. Maybe I'll get my next tattoo from him. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I have to say about booking appointments, getting tattooed, healing your tattoo. Now, let's talk about booking or getting tattooed at like conventions or whatever. So, so many artists to pick from. It used to be, you know, say invite only shows. It's usually solid, all so solid artists. You know, I'm going to be the jerk and say tattoo conventions these days, not all solid artists. So, definitely still applies when I say look at portfolios. Even if you have to go around all Friday looking at every portfolio, writing down, you know, in your phone or on a piece of paper what artist you are, uh, you, you know, that you like the best, you know, maybe your top 10, then see their availability the next Saturday or Sunday. Usually good artists book out their whole weekend on a Friday, so I would try to book it that Friday after looking at all the portfolios, but um, there's, you're surrounded, like there's no excuse to get a bad tattoo at a tattoo convention when you are surrounded with good artists, like no excuse people, come on, stop it. Just stop it. So definitely look at portfolios and pick your right artist. You know, it could be your luck that day or that weekend that all of them are booked. You know, so, but that's that. It's up to you if you want to go to one of those other artists, but it's on you forever. I can't stress this enough that it is on you forever. Can I say it again? Forever. This is the only thing you can get buried with in your grave that you're guaranteed to bring with you. So make a wise choice. Don't make the mistakes I've made in the past and a lot of tattoo artists have made in the past and get bad tattoos because they're not easy to cover and laser hurts like hell and is ridiculously expensive. But if you are looking to get lasered, check out Katie Rohali up in freaking Eugene Springfield, Oregon. She's at Area 51 Tattoo with my homies, Kyler, Chris, and also Chris, Chris 51, Chris Atkins, Akins, Akins, and uh, Kyler Shin, and her name is Katie Rohali, Rohali, one of those, Katie 51. Um, she does, she's had a laser on me. She's phenomenal. Uh, if you're ever in Springfield, Oregon, she just doesn't overprice the like crazy and uh really thorough never had a blister never had anything wrong with any of the lasers she's done on me it's been covered up since with tattoos and yeah phenomenal so check her out there's also most states you know counties have their laser people but definitely even do research on that especially with cover-ups you know i would love for people to get a session of laser down before they come in for a cover-up just gives me a little more freedom to do sometimes what that client wants on them because people will come in and be like yeah i've had this tattoo for a while can you cover it up with like say like a white lily no nope sure can't but if you got some laser i might be able to get a little closer to that um with cover-ups i mean you might as well just talk about that while we're here you know clients i'd say 50 percent of my tattoos are cover-ups that i uh do a lot of people won't tackle them. I actually don't mind doing them. I like the challenge, you know, and I, I just like it. Uh, so, 
you know, recommend when you go in and you're like, I'm looking for a cover-up, but I want this. I would say be completely open-minded when it comes to getting a cover-up because what you want may not work and the artist will know what they can pull off as a cover-up. And I would say again, special people that specialize in cover-ups would be your best bet. If you see a bunch of cover-ups on their page and you see them, um, you know, even fresh healed, which that was a big thing. I don't know what happened to that fad, but there was a page that was fresh versus healed tattoos. It went pretty viral after a while. I think uh, Mechmaster Mike brought it up like, hey, it's all about healed tattoos, which I 100% agree. It's all about the healed tattoo. So definitely, you know, check out people's healed pieces on their page, people that post more healed stuff. And like, uh, you know, it's hard to find because a lot of artists are completely over editing and photoshopping their tattoos to make them look way different than what they are fresh. So I'm imagining healed is nothing like that. But that's a whole nother podcast discussion. So, um, yep, cover-ups. Just make sure, you know, you're open-minded because the artist will know if they're cover-up specialists what's going to work best for that cover-up, you know. So definitely go in with an open mind. Uh, I always tell people, hey, Darth Vader, that's what's going to cover that. So let's do it. So, but, you know, some animals, you know. When people want portraits or something realistic over it, well, realism, you can't really stray away from you know, the actual image you're doing because that's going to change it. One little bit's going to change it. So you have to adjust. I think nature, realism, and all that stuff, you can adjust enough. I personally feel like cover-ups, you just do the tattoo how you would do it if it wasn't a cover-up, and you just contrast. You really you, you really have to saturate it and make adjustments after that. That's how I do it personally. Sometimes I'll adjust throughout the tattoo, but I try to do it exactly how I'm supposed to and then adjust from there. Even if it would take a second session just to tidy it up a little bit, I mean, so be it. It's a cover-up. It's on you forever. Take the time. Um, so, yeah, just make sure when you go to them, hey, I have this tattoo. I need covered up. Once again, that should not be your first message without a picture or anything. Send a picture, Vic. This is the tattoo I have. Not a crooked picture that you took and your arms bent you know, slightly and you can only see half the tattoo. Have someone else take the picture of the tattoo, even if you're embarrassed, it's not going to be there for long once you get it covered. Uh, good, solid picture and good lighting, and send it to the artist. Talk about, hey, this is what I had in mind, but let me know what you think. You know, that's going to be the best bet, and it's, you know, me as a tattooer reading that message is going to make me feel more comfortable going into it and messaging you back that, like, all right, you know, I'll tell them how I really feel about it. Unlike people, like, this is what I want, just let me know. Like, no, you know, we need to give you the honest truth on what we think is going to work. Some people just don't know, and artists will just tattoo whatever you ask because it's all about the money for them. But if you go to someone who you love their portfolio and all that, they're usually super passionate about their job. So that's who you're going to want to go to. Once again, I can't stress that enough. Make sure it is the right artist. Also, I've come to conclude, and really just in the last couple to few weeks that I feel people out there literally don't know what good art even looks like and art is subjective I completely understand that but I honestly feel they don't know what a good tattoo looks like maybe if they had a a good tattoo picture right next to a tattoo that's not good maybe they could tell which one's better but you know I see people buy art at restaurants like for one who the fuck buys art from restaurants but hey it happens and you're like, why would someone buy that? Or even, you know, for me, Van Gogh, I don't get it. 
you know? I think some of his stuff's cool, but still, I don't get it. But that's why I think art is subjective. People are like, yeah, that's cool. That looks exactly like it's supposed to, but they just don't know art in general. And this, I'm sorry if this comes off as insulting, but I've literally, I 100% back what I say, that some people just don't know what good tattoos even look like. They're just like, yeah, that's good, I think. So, yeah, it's sweet, you know, but... Even people come up to me, yeah, dope tattoos. I'm like, bro, look carefully. <laughs> it's not dope. I have, you know, maybe 10 good tattoos on my entire body. The rest are stuff from long-ass time ago, you know? So, yeah, but educate yourself. You know, we have Instagram, so much social media covering tattoos. I mean, you could say we have TV shows and Ink Master and all that, but they put really bad artists on there, too, just to stir up the drama. So... Definitely know, you you know, study it. This is something, do you just go to, I mean, I guess a lot of people do. They go to buy a car and they just sit, you know, listen to whatever that car salesman has to say and they sell them on it and they're like, all right, I guess this is a good car, you know, but like if you did your research on what's the best car, you know, the safest car, most reliable car, well, nine times out of 10, you're going to be a Honda or Toyota, but that's just besides the point. Um, but you're going to, what was I saying? Somebody tell me. Um, yeah, so same thing with tattoos, you know. Do your research on it. Be like, okay, this is a good tattoo. You know, if someone has, you know, post a picture of their tattoos and they're getting like 40, 50 likes, it's probably not that great of a tattoo. If they're getting 100, 200 to thousands of likes, even sometimes hundreds, not that great, but like, you know, a lot of likes, and that probably means more people are like, yeah, that's a good tattoo. Just educate yourself a little bit, you know. Like I said, go to different shops, you know, actually look. I'm not saying price shop, because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying look at portfolios. You shouldn't talk about pricing until you pick your artist and be like, yeah, this is what I want. Just tell me what I need to save up for. If it's outrageous and you're like, I could never afford that, then you be honest. I mean, I could never afford that, you know, like... I respect your work, I think it's great, like, but there's just, you know, I'm not in that position to spend that much money right now, you know, hey, that happens, that's fine, life happens, but make sure you're not price checking, being like, alright, you said 100 he said 80 I'm gonna go with $80, like, I mean, if you're even getting a $100 tattoo, I guess it's probably not that serious anyway, it's just something small, I mean, it could be serious. I don't mean that insulting. It could be a cancer ribbon. could be something that's really meaningful, which I've done a lot of those. But I'm talking about big, big, you know, tattoos. But actually, let me go back to that. Small tattoos. People for Friday the 13th, you know, they'll go in for a small tattoo. And, you know, you need to be a good artist to pull off small, clean tattoos. A small tattoo, you will tell every imperfection in it because it's so small and there's not much to it. So simplified. Unlike a huge tattoo of, like, say, a lion, you would never notice a couple furs off, you know, hairs off or whatever like that. But it takes a solid artist to make a solid tattoo no matter the size of it. So the smaller, it's actually harder. So I see a lot of Friday the 13th tattoos that are so messed up because those are the people that celebrate Friday the 13th are artists that just maybe aren't busy or whatever, or just want to promote the shop, you know, there's there's multiple reasons why people celebrate Friday the 13th, but um, you see so many jacked up tattoos because these artists aren't good, and they're just slapping this, you know, like inconsistent lines and stuff all over you, 
so small tattoos are important to go to a big artist. Some people will be like, you know, it's something small, so I just went to him. Well, now look at it. That thing could have been super crisp and super clean if you went to the right artist, and they probably wouldn't have charged you much, and you would probably would have got done quicker, and it would be a clean tattoo for the rest of your life. But I would say... Uh, it's a hard thing percentage-wise. I would say at least 60% of people, 70 maybe, percent of people that get Friday the 13th tattoos end up getting them covered because they're in the way of something of a bigger picture or uh, they just don't like them anymore. They're like, yeah, I was young, dumb, just shouldn't have got that. But hey, fuck it, right? You can cover it, right? But yeah, usually we can because they're super small. But Friday the 13th tattoos, I mean... It's on you. If you want to get Friday the 13th tattoos, I've seen people with sleeves of them. I mean, it's ridiculous, but to each their own. It's your body. Do what you want. And just what I'm saying right now, like, to each their own also. Like, I don't expect everyone listens to this, you know, podcast to be like, yeah, dude, he's 100% right. I'm going to go with what he says. People are going to do what they want. I'm not telling you what to do with your body. I'm just trying to educate you enough to be like, hey, if you want a good tattoo, if this is your end result... You're not going in to be like, yeah, I'm looking to get a bad tattoo. How much? If you're looking to get a good tattoo, these are the tips I would say. You know, these are, you know, the, what I've learned over time and what I think is to be correct. And I guarantee most tattoo artists agree with me. And uh, that's really my public service announcement for today. It was a short episode. I'll probably post another episode later on this week and also next week trying to do one a week. Um, first off, I would like to say thank you for all the listeners. So far in three episodes, we have over 1,000 listeners, which is, you know, pretty awesome. I wasn't expecting that, that big of a result, but, um, thank you. Thank you for all the kind messages and emails people have been sending me about the podcast. There's so much more to come. Uh, so many great guests coming. Um, later on this week, we are going to have Rob Smead. From He owns Electrum, the Electrum Stencil Primer and Electrum Supplies. He is one of my best friends, one of my first sponsors, um, just unbelievable guy. And he has brought a business from the ground up. Like, and I got, was, you know, there to watch the whole thing, you know, lucky enough to be there for the entire thing. And uh, him, his wife and daughters, just phenomenal people, great family out in Goshen, something like that, Goshen, Indiana. So you'll hear his kind of southern accent on this podcast later on. And we just been it's been hard to get each other from the time difference and stuff. So, but yeah, thank you to everyone who's been listening. Um, I couldn't thank you enough. It's been great. I'm glad people are seeing the positives of this podcast, not just thinking it's a bitch fest because it's not what I'm trying to do. I'm literally just saying what's in my heart. And what I believe to be true, I do feel this industry is so much different than when I started. And I do feel it's not all good, even though people are like, you need to adapt. Well, why should you have to adapt when you're, you know, you were there with how it was the, you know, it was created. You went to tradition, traditions, everything. So I've tried to adapt over the last few weeks. I've been, you know you know, burnt a couple bridges, ones that maybe shouldn't, you know, probably don't even matter, but they do to me, but, so, sorry about all the butt, 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 but I'm a butt man, okay, so thank you for listening, hope you enjoyed this episode, 
share it with your clients. Feel free to message me. Uh, feel free to go on to my Instagram at Kevin Beckfar. That is K E V I N B E C V as in Victor A R. That's my Instagram. Go ahead and critique my uh, my tattoos if you want, or you know anything. Just message me. I don't care. Just I like to interact with people and know who's listening. You know I can't see individually each listener. Just really only the messages I've gotten. But thank you once again, everyone. Um, this was uh, another episode of But What Do I Know? Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen.